You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, everybody. What's going on? I hope you guys are having a great week. Welcome to another podcast on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network. This one is entitled The Two-Minute Warning. This is episode two with myself, Dave Sturcio, of course, Aiden Davis, and, of course, Tony Catalina. How are you guys doing this week? I know, look, the, we, we got to really walk around uh, like kind of like Conor McGregor all week long, just arms swinging in the air. We we starched the Atlanta Falcons. I know you guys are feeling – you're still feeling good, considering we haven't played another game yet, right, Aiden? Yeah. First of all, I'm just happy they let us do two episodes of this. I was <laughs> we haven't been expecting... yet. That's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, this week's been it's always fun after especially a 40 point victory. It's been fun, but it's a, been a little bit dampered this week because we know what's coming up on Sunday. So we've been enjoying the 40 point victory while also knowing, yeah, you're facing one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL on Sunday. Tony, your thoughts on your, your, I guess your final thoughts on the Falcons as we put them literally to bed. As they, you know, it's funny as we record this on a Thursday night, they're about to get down and dirty with Mac Daddy, Mac Jones, and the Patriots again. So we're, <laughs> as you guys listen to this, either Mac Jones got it done or Matt Ryan bounced back. But I guess your final thoughts on the Atlanta game. I mean, that's just the way to answer, right? I mean, you have the type of game you did against Denver, come out against Atlanta, leave no doubt that that was a, you know, a, you know, that wasn't something that wasn't you. That team was not you. You're more indicative with the what you've shown on in, in the Atlanta Falcons game. And um, I mean, as far as an answer, wow, you can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, absolutely. So the Cowboys are seven and two heading into today. As you listen to this, maybe it's Saturday, maybe it's Sunday, but they are seven and two heading into the Kansas City Chiefs game. Now on the calendar, I know you guys probably circled this one. What was your I want to say knee jerk because I know you guys are both as writers for blogging the boys. uh, I know you probably went game by game, win, loss, win, loss. Aiden, brutal honesty. Where did you have this one at the beginning of the season? Oh, beginning of the season, I thought it was going to be a 30-point blowout by the Chiefs. I mean, because going into the season, we expected we're going to get some version of the 2020 defense. I don't I don't think anybody expected drastic improvement. And so I expected Mahomes to set the NFL record for passing yards against us. <laughs> now it's looking a little bit different. I will so, say after, after the Giants game, I... I thought, oh my gosh, the Cowboys are going to blow the Chiefs out. After watching this mess of a Thursday night football performance, I, I had no doubt. But things have changed. All right. So, Tony, I know you probably did the win-loss, win-loss shenanigans as well as all of us. I personally, I'll tell you right now, I had it as one of the five. I, I think I was given the Cowboys five to six losses this year. This was one of them. Um, and only, you know, for the sole purpose of, 
knowing what we just saw with the defense last year. And I was just like, oh, great, Mahomes. It's not like he's not the best quarterback in football right now. You know what I mean? Right. So how did you have this? I had it as a loss. Aiden has it as a loss. Did you also have us going into Kansas City as a loss? The, the One of the things I love the, but the fact that I get to write for blogging the boys is, is I can pull my own receipts. You know, I had them 13 and four this year. I was very high on this team. But with all that being said, this is one of the losses that I had penciled in there. And um, that's then and this is now. And I'm feeling a lot different than I did when I did that article. Oh, that's good. I mean, look, I think we're all feeling a little different about the Cowboys. We all sat together on the round table on Tuesday on the blogging the boys YouTube channel in which you can find that podcast on Wednesdays it drops. Uh, but I will ask you guys this. We, you know, there's been a million uh, podcasts on this network talk about the Chiefs, and rightfully so. This is probably one of the biggest games of the year. Um, but on a scale of one to ten, we said it we I, I'll kind of steal this from RJ. With it being an AFC game, um, are you guys more concerned with like I, the way you guys look at this game, like is it more you're you want to see how you stack up against a really good team in the AFC being the Chiefs or do you look at it like well you know no matter what it's an AFC game if we lose it's not the end of the world I'll start with Tony on this one I think you kind of hit it that you know right the nail on the head like I'm more so curious to see how this you know this pans out for us because like you said AFC opponent um I wouldn't say I would stop short of saying it's house money, but you know, we go in there and I think I said it on the round table and um, you know, I feel real good about if we pull out here with a win and if we don't, you know, I'm not as feeling as bad about it. So in this situation, I'm okay with kind of going out there, kind of putting, you know, our cards on the table, see what we got. And let's see if we can go to toe to toe with one of the, you know, the, the recent giants of the league. Yeah. I mean, it seems like week one, we did that. We went toe to toe with one of the juggernauts of the league and, and not for a, you know, I, I hate blaming the refs, but not for a botched interference call at the end of that game. We could have very well walked out of Tampa Bay 1-0, but we didn't. The, you know, the past is the past. I'm not about to bask in that one. In fact, if anything, it kind of lit a fire under the Dallas Cowboys, and they rolled off all those wins in a row. Uh, Aiden, going into this game, you know, where's your, where's your like, nervous meter right now as far as, like, or at least important, not nervous meter. We're all kind of nervous as Cowboy fans. We're all born like that. It's kind of in our blood to just be nervous the entire time. But uh, I would say, where is your importance factor? Do you want to know where we stack up against a potential? I mean, at one point of the season, Kansas City wasn't really being talked about as far as a Super Bowl contender. They get one win against the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, and all of a sudden, oh, they're back, they're back, they're back. Do you buy into that? Do you think you want to stack up against this team, or is it more it's an AFC opponent who really cares? I'm with Tony where I'm not – too concerned like obviously i want the cowboys to win but i don't see this as being a must win for the cowboys in terms of we have to prove we need to beat the chiefs we it's it's just not one of those games for me but what i will say is and i talked about this a little on the round table i'm really interested to see how our defense stacks up against patrick mahomes specifically the secondary our secondary has looked really good over the last five games, but it's been against quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins and 36-year-old Matt Ryan. You have a rookie Mac Jones who looks okay, but he's still not one of those elite quarterbacks. When you get to the playoffs, you're going to be facing Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes types of quarterbacks. And so that's what I'm interested in. I want. I just want to know, can our secondary handle a legitimate quarterback with the way that they're playing? 
Uh, there's been a lot of focus uh, on the secondary, considering the fact that a we got to cover Tyreek Hill, and then b we got to cover Travis Kelsey, and c you know there's going to be a a how do I say this quote Tim Patrick type, meaning there's going to be that second or third receiver that gets open a couple times where you're like what the hell. But what we're looking at here, and I'm not even just referring to Trayvon Diggs. There's been a lot of love being thrown around to Anthony Brown, and I know we've been talking about that. We talked about it specifically on the roundtable uh, this past week. But do you feel like I'm thinking strategy wise, right? Scheme wise, we haven't seen Diggs really travel with anybody, right? I mean, and Tyreek Hill is the kind of guy that will line up outside. He'll line up inside. He'll line up in the backfield. There's just like so many ways to, for him to execute. What do you think scheme wise? I know me, you and, and you know us three, we're not Dan Quinn. We're not in the mind of Dan Quinn. We, we don't know what he's going to kind of draw up for this. But if you had to put something together uh i'll start with aiden as far as a defensive scheme against how do we stop the all-powered kansas city chiefs let's just say that the las vegas game was an indication that they're going to start rolling again right and they have a a competent defense and they're going to start being in games how do you slow down the kansas city chiefs with our defense specifically i think the key there is slow down because you're not going to completely stop them, but you want to find ways to slow them down. And to me, the scheme for this game isn't where do you put Trayvon Diggs? Where do you put Anthony Brown? The scheme to this game is getting to Patrick Mahomes. This season, Patrick Mahomes is with a clean pocket. He's first by completion percentage. When he's facing pressure, he falls down to 22nd in the wow. NFL. And so what you're seeing is, is Patrick Mahomes, great quarterback. I'm not taking anything away from him, but when he is facing the pressure, he can't handle it as well as a Dak Prescott type. And so what I'm doing in this game, and I know it's going to be a little bit controversial, but I'm sending Micah Parsons nearly every play. I'd love to last week. He got seven pass rushing snaps. I, that needs to change because you need your best pass rusher out on the field. And with Gregory and Lawrence out, it's Parsons. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, get the, you know, I, I actually said that, on a, you know, I, I do about 1500 podcasts. So I, I lose track of which uh, actual podcast I said this on, but I feel like a lot of these younger generational quarterbacks, meaning the Mahomes of the world, the Lamar Jackson's, the Baker Mayfield's, these guys, I feel like if they do do what you said and get in their face and they become like shook and they become like, they be almost become so flustered that that carries over throughout the entire game. Like, it's just like a, not a boohoo face, but almost, you know, like almost like, a, come on guys, help me out a little bit. I'm getting my ass kicked. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's just no, there's no, uh, you know, consulting them on the, on the, or consoling them even on the, on the sidelines. So I like that strategy of sending Parsons. And I mean, if the, if the snap count was seven on the rush, that's gotta be triple. You know what I mean? That that has to be triple. If that's what you think has to happen. At least triple. I'm Patrick Mahomes is averaging about 40 throws this year. That means I'm sending Parsons 40 plus times this week. Oh my God. So wait, so with that, before I get to Tony, you know, there was a lot of uh, the, there's not many flaws in Micah Parsons game. There's not, but there are times I've seen him look completely lost when it comes in coverage, right? He can't be the guy covering uh, Travis Kelsey, right? I mean, that, that, that can't happen. No, and it's the same exact thing as last week where we you treat Kyle Pitts like a receiver because that's what he is. Right. Travis just same with Travis Kelsey. He's one of the best. Take away his label on the 
depth chart. He's one of the best receivers in football. And so just put a guy like Jordan Lewis on him, an actual cornerback. Please don't have Parsons or Vanda Vanderas trying to cover. See, yeah, that, that, is that is an absolute disaster. That gives me like Jalen Smith chills behind my neck. Like, <laughs> let's just drop him in like the ghost of Jalen Smith is still around. So, all right. So, Tony, you heard how Aiden's drawing it up. You're Tony Quinn right now, bro. You are right. the new defensive coordinator. How are you slowing down the Kansas City Chiefs if they start rolling? You know, I, I've put I've actually put a lot of thought into this, to be honest with you. And and what Aiden says is, you know, it's on the money, right? It's gonna it's gonna take a full complete game from this entire defense, right? So that's gonna take the the front, you know, the front seven getting pressure, getting home. And I know that you know the Chiefs are down to their third string right tackle. So now you're gonna have to take advantage of an obvious weakness point here, right? So if that's Micah Parsons and Dorrance Armstrong, whoever it is, gotta make that kid have a long day, right? So it starts there, but in the back end, I'm thinking more schematically in the sense that do you have Anthony Brown cover Tyree kill with some bracket assistance coverage in the back end where it's, you know, he's always going to see two men, right? Try to take him completely out of the game. We have Trayvon Diggs now and Nicole Hardman, who, you know, is been a historic, you know, underachiever, so to say, but the kid is a big playability. He, you know, but Trayvon Diggs can match him. Right. And you know what I mean? I mean, just like Tyree kill, just a little bit bigger, probably a tick slower, but at the same time, freak athletically. So then you go Trayvon Diggs that matches athletically with him. And then the question for Dan Quinn in, you know, in this situation is how do you handle Travis Kelsey? Is it J Ron curse? Does Malik Hooker have a bigger opportunity? Like who is your better coverage safety to kind of match up with Travis Kelsey? And I truly think that's going to win, you know, where this game is going to come down to the, the money, because I think, we can control Tyree kill with, you know, double covered the whole time. Trayvon Diggs, our best corner on there too, is can our safety, whoever they decide to put over Travis Kelsey, can he win? Cause we can't allow Travis Kelsey to kill us. And if you got those three guys accounted for, take your best shot with whoever else you got left. I think we have an advantage in the sense of practice. And when I say practice this week, Dalton Schultz to me has obviously overachieved, right? We all, we really, none of us drew this up as far as his athletic ability, his, is just, you know, the way he's actually carried himself as tight end one of the Dallas Cowboys. I find him to be very similar, a little less on the athletic and the, the total skill part. But if you're in a scheme for a Travis Kelsey, I like the fact that we have a Dalton Schultz in practice where you can just kind of shadow him and treat him like Kelsey and line him up where Kelsey's going to be. I know he's not, the you know scout team guy, but when you're when push comes to shove, you got to be ready for all of these guys. And I'm curious to know if you think that you know we have the the scout team that can mimic. You know, there's nobody as fast as Tyreek Hill on our team. There's nobody. I mean, unless you want to use like I don't even know, man. Like, there's not. There's just no. There's nobody in the league that's as fast as Tyreek Hill. How do you simulate that in practice, Aiden? I mean, <laughs> you don't right? You, you yeah, you got it. You can't simulate it. But I will say a lot of times I've heard in practice, it's one going up against two teams. And so Mm -hmm. even having a guy like Blake Jarwin as your backup tight end, I think you got it. You're never going to simulate Travis Kelsey exactly, but you have guys that know how to make yards after the catch work. And when you have that in practice, yeah, I think the defense is going to be a little bit ready for it. And, all this talk, I think I completely trust Dan Quinn with the game plan. I think he's gonna know exactly how to shut down the defense. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I, I I think personally, like 
if anything, you know, you looked at what Dan Quinn did last week. A lot of people were saying like, and even myself and even some people, I, I spoke to a guy who, who wrote for the Falcoholic, right? And he's telling me that like, hey, you know, Matt Ryan knows Dan Quinn like the back of his hand. He's practices against him, blah, blah, blah. I think Dan Quinn did the whole Jordan like, and I took that personally. You know what I mean? Like he did that, you know, and he's like, <laughs> watch this, folks. Watch how I play Matt Ryan. And he dominated the game. So now I think it's on Matt Ryan. Now flipping over to the offensive side of the ball before we get into um, uh, our predictions real quick. And actually, we're going to look ahead because the next time we talk as a group, as a two-minute warning podcast, the Cowboys have already played two games since we talked. So we'll talk about the Raiders a little bit going forward. But before we do that, on the offensive side of the ball, the Cowboys, obviously, they put up 43, one of them being a uh, you know a punt block touchdown. So technically just over 30 points offensively against the, um, uh, against the Falcons. Do you find that, you know, a lot of people are starting to talk about Kansas City coming around defensively. Um, one being, you know, they did it on the road in Las Vegas. They shut down, to the, for the most part, they shut down Derek Carr. Um, do you find that this offense, do we, my biggest question is, do we match up well? Like, Aiden, do we match up well offense against their defense? We're scoring a lot of points. They're giving up a chunk of points until the last couple of weeks where things kind of slowed down for them. How do we match up offense and defense? Yeah, we shouldn't be that scared of the Kansas City defense just because you're right. They have gained some momentum in recent weeks, but then you look at the schedule. Okay, they did well against Daniel Jones. They did well against Jordan Love, and they did well against Derek Carr, which kudos on that. But the Raiders' offense is not the Dallas Cowboys' offense, especially – what the Cowboys have is they have three receivers who can take the top off the of defense, obviously Gallup being the primary guy, but the safeties for the Chiefs this year, specifically Daniel Sorensen, have not been playing well. And so I'm looking to I'm looking for Kellen Moore to take those deep shots and get on the board early with just a bomb play to one of those receivers and really set the tone from the beginning. And then from there, I I mean it's just a weak secondary with the Chiefs. I, that's definitely the the weakest part of this team. And so I, Dak should have a field day with this one. I'm not worried at all with the way the Chiefs have been playing lately. Tony, do you think the uh, the limited practice uh, that Tyron Smith has had throughout the course of the week, remember we're recording on a Thursday night, so technically they only have about one more real practice before they board their plane and head on out to Kansas City if if Tyron Smith practices in another limited capacity, do you think we get him back here for Sunday? You know, everything that I've seen, I've kind of done my homework on it. It looks like he's trending in a positive uh, in a positive way. Uh, I know that they actually spoke to Lel Collins about, you know, you know, are you playing? Are you starting a right tackle this week? And he's like, yeah, I'm starting a right tackle. And that kind of just parlayed into a question of. Terrence Steele's, you know, getting back to his swing tackle role because it seems like, you know, on Wednesday. Uh, you know, Tyron Smith was able to do some individual drills and it, he may have done or got into a little bit more than they thought he would. That progressed into Thursday, kind of the similar situation. So the fact that he was able to go back-to-back practices after two weeks off is a good sign. You know, I mean, we'll see Friday and we'll kind of see their game simulated um, walkthrough they do on Saturdays. But um, I, I'm fully expecting him to be out there now. Is he 100%? It, I highly doubt it. But at this point, the two weeks have to help him that he had off and we're better for him to be out there instead of Terrence Steele as a whole. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. And you know what, guys? To be honest with you, uh, we've had Tyron Smith healthy 
maybe week one. Because after that, it's just like this guy takes a beating week in and week out. And finally, some of these things, they, they come in, you know, they actually bite him in the ass a little bit. And it, it, it takes him out for a couple weeks. Terrence Steele has done all right. The Broncos game, an anomaly in so many ways. You really can't look at that one too much. Uh, but what he did last week was serviceable. You know, Dak Prescott was flushed a couple times, but Prescott showed who Prescott is, and, you know, he turned into the athlete that he is, and he ran over some linebackers. You know what I mean? So Dak Prescott right. <laughs> did his thing, and uh, I expect him to do his thing this weekend. So before we get on to the Raiders, it's the two-minute warning. It's time to make some predictions here. Aiden, we're going to start with you. Do the Dallas Cowboys get on out to Kansas City and steal one, steal one in Kansas City and come home eight and two going into Turkey day. This is going to be a Homer pick, but yes, I think the Cowboys get out of Arrowhead with a win. I'm predicting a score of about 34 to 27, but one thing I'll warn, I do think this could end up being a low scoring game, but just because of the fact that every time we're expecting an offensive explosion, it right. always lets it lets us down. And so I'm expecting us to get out of Arrowhead with a win, but I'm at like, 52% on this one. All right, so you're just over halfway thinking that we're going to get this win. Tony, do you feel just as strongly? I know you listen. I mean, there's there is an internal battle within blogging the boys on who is the most optimistic person on the network and I'm in battle with you. Uh yeah. so I think that I'm one of those rah-rah guys and I think you're on the same page as me. So yep. The world that is listening to right now, the Blogging the Boys podcast subscribers, which thank you again for subscribing to this podcast and all the podcasts for that matter. Um where are you going with this one? I, you know, I'm, I am fairly confident we're going to get this win, right? I just feel like this is that type of game where, you know, they're, they're talking it down a little bit. You know, they're trying to say, you know, Zeke's like, you know, every game, you guys ask us if every game is a big game. And like, so they kind of have that feeling that, you know, no big deal. But I think internally they know that they can put the league on notice a little bit here and, you know, go into Arrowhead, shut that crowd up, right? You know, get them quiet. But, you know, in my honest hearts of heart, I think this game has that Broncos uh, Cowboys feel to it where we could be seeing buckets of points being scored. And I think that's just based on the flow, right? It could be shot for shot, almost like an NBA game here where like, you know, look at Dak do that. Look well, at that Mahomes talking, but, do that. But, but you're talking about the Broncos Dallas game from Peyton Manning, Tony Romo. Exactly. Okay. And you I didn't just have that. that. So now I'm thinking like, yeah, what? You, what is he talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You scared sorry, me there for a yeah, second. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. So exactly. That's the one that popped in my head, you know, Peyton Manning, you know, scampering in type of stuff, but like that type of, you know, blow for blow score. But if you had to put a score on it, um, give me, I would say, give me 40 to 37 Dallas. So does, all right. So I'll, I'll ask you this. Does Greg the leg kick the game winner or does Harrison Butker miss the game tire? Because you know it's going to come down to something if that's how close so, you're doing it. Yeah. So I'm going to go a little different. I say the Cowboys have the lead, Chiefs got the ball. And even though the defense has had a tough day, they come up with a stop, come up with a pick. Maybe, you know, yeah, come. It won't be Trayvon Diggs. How about another? How about another Anthony Brown play that comes in and seals this game? If Anthony Brown gets another interception, we're going to have this conversation. Who's better, Anthony Brown or Trayvon Diggs? That's the conversation <laughs> we're about to have. Uh, I, too, am riding with the Cowboys uh, with this one. I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. As much as, like Aiden said, like sometimes you get the, the, the complete opposite of what everybody's saying, the issue I have is with all the, the talking heads out there. I know we're members of the media ourselves, but there are a lot of people saying that the Cowboys are the best team in football right now. This is a chance for the Cowboys to actually prove everybody right because you know the narrative if we don't win this game. You know it's going to come out it's like, that's cool. The Cowboys have beaten all of these 
bum teams and then they ran into the you know the Kansas City Chiefs the juggernaut that is and they couldn't hang with Patrick Mahomes I think Dak Prescott is looking at this game I think this this game was circled on his calendar I know these guys don't like to get ahead of themselves they're one and oh every week all that jargon that you that you read about in the in the papers and the and the internet in the interwebs uh but I fully believe that Dak Prescott had this game in mind where he knew it was going to be I personally thought when the schedule didn't come out yet, I thought this was going to be our opening game on Sunday night. That was my theory. I was like, give the champs their Thursday night game. We'll be the first Sunday night game against Patrick Mahomes. What better way? Dak's first start back. Patrick Mahomes, bang. We got a main event. WrestleMania. It's all, you know, it, it's perfect. It didn't play out like that. Here we are in week 11, and we're America's game of the week where we get Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on Fox. I think Dallas shows up. I really do. I have to mentally prepare myself for the Cowboys to give up some points. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but like every time I give a score, right. Any on any podcast, like I'll give the score right now, 34, 30. That's where I think we're going with this one. I think the Cowboys win. However, I think that I have to make peace that in order for the chiefs to get to 30, they got to score touchdown. So I can't consider the world and the, and the sky to be falling every time the, 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 the Kansas city Chiefs score a touchdown. So I have to, I have to like Zen myself right now, like, and just kind of make peace with that. But I think the Cowboys get a win. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, with that being said, the next time you talk to us on this podcast in specific, I'm sure there'll be a roundtable. I'm sure there'll be a couple things that Tony pops in on, and, and I'm doing my thing on Jersey Boys where we react to the, the Chiefs game. You can drop, uh, you can hear us on Mondays, myself, Brett, and Keith Ernst on Monday morning or Monday around 12. Um, we got another game to play before we even talk again. So, we have to look ahead. As as podcasters, we have to look ahead. The Cowboys aren't looking ahead, hopefully. I mean, I wouldn't think that the, the, the trap game here would be the Chiefs. It's not. You know what I mean? So they're not looking ahead, but they do have a Thanksgiving Day game coming up Thursday against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, from what we've seen with the Raiders against the Chiefs, and we don't know what the Raiders are about to do this week, I'm sure, you know, they'll bounce back in some way, shape, or form. I'll ask you, Aiden, right off the rip, Thanksgiving Day has not been very kind to us in the last couple of years, right? It has just been horrid. The Washington football team, the, I think it was the uh, the Bills last year. It was just, it, it's been bad. It's been bad. Can the Cowboys, with a win over Kansas City, like, are the Cowboys going to be 9-2 and two heading into the Saints game? Is that a possibility? It's definitely a possibility, especially, I mean, if you beat the Chiefs this week, right now, and not promoting gambling, but the Cowboys are currently eight-point favorites ahead of the Raiders. So, oh, that that's the future line. Yeah, that's the future line. So, people are definitely expecting us to 
put a butt whooping on the Raiders on Thanksgiving Day. If you can get through the Chiefs, yes, you're probably entering nine and two, but I don't know. There's some mental block I have where it's I'm expecting the Cowboys to beat the Chiefs. I'm expecting the Cowboys to beat the Raiders. But for some reason, I can't see us winning the next two games. It's like, I think we're going to drop one of them, one that I'm not expecting more likely this week. And so we'll see. In typical Cowboys, yeah, I was going to say, in typical Cowboys fashion, you would think historically we're going to go out there and play Kansas City and and just really show up and get out of there with a win and Super Bowl aspirations and the Cowboys are going places, blah, blah, blah. And then here comes Turkey Day and everybody's just flat. You know, it's just, it's it's scary. (laughs) I remember in 2019 watching that Bills game and I was like, who is this? bum josh allen that's tearing us a new one and obviously now josh allen yes okay he's good but i was livid that thanksgiving day the bills yeah i mean tony i mean you and me are around the same generation um as far as like historic uh you know or at least our history goes a little farther back with the cowboys can you think of something off the top of your head worst loss you've experienced on thanksgiving I think I mentioned in our in our pre-production meeting. I just whenever I think of worst Cowboy Thanksgiving losses to me, I always think of that Ron Dane run against the Broncos. You know, <laughs> I, but for me, it was just I mentioned to y'all before my Cowboy, my brother is a co- uh, Broncos fan, and I just remember just slugging it out in the living room over it. And it's just so when you're a kid or you're younger, it's just like those hurt more. You know how it is when you when you're young, you're like, man, like I just want to have this. For you know, at least the next week, maybe the year, I'm just gonna hold it overhead. So that one hurt pretty bad for me. As far as uh, something that maybe maybe we put a positive spin on this. What what was your favorite uh, Cowboy Thanksgiving Day memory? You know, I, I sound like such a a cornball saying this, but my honest to god favorite um, Thanksgiving Day moment was 2018. The Cowboys beat the Washington Football Team. And the only reason why I say that is because my brother actually was a member of the of the Washington football team, and I got to chirp him after the game. I'm just like t- texting him. I'm like, "How's that? How'd that feel? Like, you know, welcome to Thanksgiving on you the re- other side you of it." Really go like your brother is in the NFL at the time, and yeah. you're chirping him about a loss. I, I, my brother's first game he ever started was Dallas Cowboys, Washington, the Byron Jones pick six game. My brother started at right guard over Brandon Sheriff because Brandon Sheriff was hurt. I'm in the stands in the fan section wearing a white t-shirt rooting on the Cowboys. <laughs> well, listen, man, you, you got, you got some, uh, you got some fortitude going on. I'll, I'll try to clean it up as, <laughs> as best as I can. That's that's that takes big old fortitude for you to do that. <laughs> you're Washington, I would never. You couldn't pay me like you couldn't give me fifty yard line tickets to go to Philadelphia. Like I just wouldn't do it ever. Like, there's just no. There's no rhyme or reason to do it. I am literally not even an hour out of Philly right now. I'm like a forty five minutes away from Philadelphia. And I'm still like nah. I'm good. I'm good. I'll go to the Giants game every year, but I won't go to the Philadelphia Eagles game. Not a, not a chance. Uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I, you know I got to go to a lot of historic uh good beatdown games to be honest with you i know they've given us some heartburn over the last couple years but i was there for tony romo's five touchdowns his first thanksgiving game i was in the crowd uh for that one he you know he lights up the tampa bay buccaneers in my man cave right behind me i have the program in which that was signed by jerry jones himself he uh he went to the there was an after party not to get off the beaten path here but there was an after party uh in which it was under a big tent and there was like a cover band it was great and I just remember, you know, um, you know, it, it was the funniest thing. 
So I'm standing like watching the band and like a big crowd reaction happens. And I don't know what's happening. I look over to my right and I look at my mom who's with me at the time. I'm like, mom, that, that's Jerry Jones. Like that's, that's the owner of the Cowboys. She's like, Oh my God, we should get his autograph. I'm like, mom, it's Jerry Jones. Like there's no shot. Like he's just no way. All of a sudden my mom, like, like, like a fullback, like decides to burrow through <laughs> and start yelling. My son came from New Jersey for you, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, Jerry just stopped dead in his tracks, looked at my mother and was like, oh, you want me to sign something? And like all of a sudden, like, she's like <laughs> Dave, give me your thing. I'm like, here you go. You know, and it was just like this whole rush of a moment. But I think I remember I'll never forget what Jerry said when he got on stage. He didn't perform with the, the band. He should have. I think it would have been a lot of fun. Uh, but he went on. He goes, I think we found ourselves a quarterback, don't you? You know, and the crowd went nuts because that was Romo's first go. Um, I'll never forget that. That was that was definitely one of my favorite memories as a Cowboys fan going out there. It's so much fun out there. I mean, it's just yeah. when I retire, awesome. all this nonsense, like I'm I'm going to be in Texas. I mean, Aiden knows he gets to live out there. So that's, you know, bless you, Aiden, for being in Cowboy country. But when we look at this one, Aiden said that, you know, technically he could see a win, but obviously there's different ways this one can go. Tony going against the Las Vegas Raiders on Thanksgiving to the Dallas Cowboys have us eating turkey happy or have us like murdering that turkey even more than it's already murdered with a knife and just like so pissed off that we just can't we are besides ourselves so hear me out on this do i think it's possible that they can come out of here nine and two hundred percent like if for you to say that it's not possible it, it's just it's a flat out lie you know that this team has the the capability to beat the chiefs and you know like aiden said with the the future line um, obviously Vegas and, and you know, the country think that that's something that we can beat the Raiders too. The way I feel about it though, is Thanksgiving day. We always get somebody's best shot. I mean, we get somebody's best shot every single week, but Thanksgiving, they know the entire world's watching and those games make me nervous. So to kind of for future cast, how are we talking now? Cause we got, we're talking about two games at once here. Um, I feel better about the Raiders game if we come off a loss against the Chiefs because we oh, kind of have that. Right. You know you're, what you're I mean? That you're taking the monkey butt approach is what you're doing. A little bit, right? Because you, you know, like, listen, I do. I think we're, we can go nine and two, absolutely, and I'm and I, you know, I really do think that's a high possibility. But at the same time, they get a little bad taste in their mouth from a Chiefs loss. You know, it doesn't matter what the Raiders are going to bring; they can come in, punch them in the mouth, and be eight and three at worst. I was just going to say eight. Do you guys both agree that eight and three? is the worst record we're going to have going into that Saints game on a Thursday night? Or do you honestly think there's a smidge of a, of a, of a world to live in? And all of a sudden we go from seven and two to seven and four real quick. Does anybody feel that way? Aiden, I'll start with you. Do you have any inkling that we can't split the next two? I'd give it a 2% chance barring a complete meltdown and a disaster. No, I mean, I think Tony got it right. You're either going to, lose to the chiefs and come out with a chip in your sh on your shoulder against the Raiders. We'll all enjoy our Thanksgiving day or you beat the chief and it's a typical Cowboys Thanksgiving where we're mad on we're mad all day. I just, <laughs> I don't see a, I don't see a world where we lose both games. Maybe something weird happens, but no, I think eight and three is my absolute floor. Tony, you agree your floor is eight and three? Eight and three. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, like you said, I've we could split these. They could go either way with it, right? We could beat the Chiefs, and I could see us slip into the Raiders and vice versa. So, for me, I, we'd have a lot to talk about if we go into the Saints game seven and four, but I definitely don't want to have those conversations.
No, those conversations are dreadful. Those conversations are not wanted right now from anybody across the Blogging the Boys podcast network. So, again, uh, programming reminder, or at least if you're listening to this, you do know that the Cowboys, by the time you hear us the next time, the Cowboys will have two more games in hand in which the next time we're talking, we're talking Saints, technically, really. I mean, we're going to have two games done. We'll obviously touch on the Raiders. It'll be, you know, maybe a day later. So we'll have a lot to say about the Raiders game. The Chiefs game will kind of be behind us at that point. Uh, we're going to get a real good look at how this Cowboys team stacks up against a juggernaut. I really do think so. If they can go toe-to-toe and pound for pound one more time with another big team like the Chiefs, and honestly, guys, I find that the Bucks, the 2021 Bucks, are better than the 2021 Chiefs. So if we did that, if that, that's just my opinion, but if we did that with the, the Bucks on opening night when everybody's kind of rusty and you know we're right there, you know, here we are at seven and two coming into Kansas City. I, I don't think they take any stock into the spread, you know, but Kansas City Chiefs are home. If this Dallas game was in, if this game was in Dallas, it might have been an, a pick them. You know what I mean? So nobody's really that confident in the Chiefs, even after that Raiders win. Um, so I guess it remains to be seen. I want one more thought, one final closing thought. Now, we already gave our predictions. We're all taking the Chiefs and the Cowboys. I mean, uh, we're taking the Chiefs over the Cowboys. Yeah, hello. We're taking the Cowboys over the Chiefs. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to spit that out. <laughs> uh, but I will ask you guys one more final thought. What is the difference maker on Sunday at 425? Cowboys Chiefs. This is what people are going to be listening to this for is the preview for that game technically. So what can we look for? What is the surprise? Something that stands out to you as we wrap this up. We'll start with Aiden. I th- I've touched on it earlier, but the difference maker here is Micah Parsons. How is Dan, I guess more of Dan Quinn. How is he going to use Parsons? Is it going to be a lot off the edge? And you could extend this to the whole defensive line. Do you create pressure for Mahomes or do you give him a clean pocket and let him be the 2018 MVP version of himself? I will end this with one bold prediction. I think Dak's going to be going deep all game. I think Gallup finishes with 150 yards and a touchdown. Wow. All right. Big, big come out game for MG 13 in his second game back from injury. Tony, how are we, uh, how, how are we feeling here? Yeah, Aiden kind of hit it on the head there. You know, this is a this could be a very big statement game for the defense, right? I feel like they, you know, carry that chip from the prior week, understand what's right in front of them. They know what's being said about Patrick Mahomes. They know what this offense is capable of. And I think they take that personally. I think, you know, when I think of this team and I think about their attitude, I think of J-Rod Curse. Do you think that dude's not going to want to go out there and smack Pat Mahomes? You know, all these, you know, these little soft like Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey types that, you know, they don't want to be touched. They just want to dance and score touchdowns. I think they can be able to punch him in the mouth. And just a little side note about the offense. This offense has the chance to be better than last week. Michael Gallup's, you know, his reps are going to go up. Cedric Wilson didn't even take an offensive snap. So now when they go four wide, I mean, how are you in the world? Are you going to stop that? So this offense has the legitimate chance to be the first time healthy with all 11 starters out there for the first time this season, and I think it's a perfect storm that the Chiefs probably aren't ready for at this point. All right. I like it. I like it. My final thought for this game, and I said this on another podcast uh, that I have on my Chop Sports Network, I will say it and I will repeat it here. Something they did last week was win the toss and receive, right? 
They need to do that again this week. They need to win the toss, and they need to score first, and they need to shut those people up because that stadium is going to be a little louder than anything they've dealt with It's probably since Tampa. You know, like the L.A. game, not so much. The New England game, those fans are just, you know, Boston people are weird. But I, I would <laughs> say, like, you know, the, the game we just played against Minnesota, not as into it as what I think the Kansas City crowd will bring. Um, and I think that we have to – we have to – kind of regulate them right off the rip i think if we hit them hard right in the mouth i'm not talking about a ko blow either i'm talking about a right hook that is like hey guys we're here by the way you know like the cowboys are here i think they got to do that first or vice versa if they don't get the ball for whatever reason a three and out will go so far it will go so far a three and out by the kansas city chiefs will be like okay we just we're, we're gonna do this and this is how we're gonna do it and then things are just gonna trickle down from there Expect the Chiefs to score some points. We understand that, uh, or at least again, I just have to keep saying it out loud to myself because I, I just I I don't want to. I'm in this mentality where like we should win every game 45 nothing. You know what I mean? But that's not the case. That won't be the case this week. This is going to be a fun one. And when I say fun, I mean my anxiety will be through the roof. Uh, like everybody else, I hate when other writers say that. Like, oh, it's going to be high scoring. It's going to be a fun one. Fun to who? Cause this isn't fun to me. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to go pacing back and forth in my dad's living room and saying like, Oh my God, what, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? And my blood pressure going up and down and left and right. I don't want that. I mean, these laughers that, that, that Falcons game, I don't think I've ever felt like that in my lifetime where I got to sit down by like end of the second quarter. Halftime. I was, that like, was I amazing. Was right. You, you <laughs> Tony, you, I, you say you stand right. The entire game, the whole game. <laughs> the whole I stand the whole game, so being able to sit down at right about halftime was a definite different feeling for me. What a what a what a game changer, Aiden. What's your what's your game routine? What do you, what do you do during these games? I specifically bought a projector that is hanging on my back wall, and so I have a projector and a TV. If it's the twelve o'clock games, I'll throw on Red Zone on the other TV. But I always isolate. I have four roommates. I isolate myself in my room. One of them's a Cowboys fan. He's always like, Aiden, watch the game with me. Watch the game with me. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm going to be yelling. I'm going to be pacing. I'm just going to be guzzling water the entire game because I need something to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, just isolate myself, watch it on the projector, just go nuts. My family has figured out the the remedy on how to calm me down. Obviously, now, as people are listening to this podcast, I have a two and a half week son. Two and a half week old son, right? They hand me my son now. And I can't, obviously, I can't spike him. I can't crush him. I can't, like, throw him. Like, <laughs> I have to be as calm as humanly possible with a brand-new newborn in my hands. So I think that's the skill. I think that's the play. But what little do they know, I'm leaving the kids at home on this one. I'm going to my dad's, and it's going to be an absolute barn burner over there. So I hope <laughs> my dad is ready. I hope my stepmom's ready. I hope everybody's ready for the Cowboys and the Chiefs. I know we are. So for Aiden Davis and, of course, Tony Catalina, I'm Dave Sturcho. This has been another episode of the two-minute warning podcast right here on the blogging the boys podcast network powered by sb nation let's go cowboys we got two in the hole coming right now and the next time we talk to you guys hopefully the dallas cowboys are nine and two More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot 
because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.